the zone. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. It is going to be a windy one on this Wednesday. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Yeah, fifth day of April, and it's going to be blustery at best. 60% chance we're going to see more rain probably this morning. Daytime highs up to around 64 degrees. Don't forget, if you picked up rain yesterday or overnight, we welcome your rainfall reports. Our talk text line number again, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. I'll try to share some of that early morning data with our man, Stumach Ag Meteorologist, when he joins us coming up in just a little bit. So the winds are what you're really going to have to watch out for today. Uh, tomorrow, some sunshine, thank goodness, in the forecast. 48 are expected high. Friday, partly sunny and 52. Saturday, partly sunny and 62. By Sunday, believe it or not, 66 is the expected high. We could be into the 70s by next week. Now, that being said, one of the stories we've got for you this morning is what's happening with Wisconsin's maple syrup season. You know, because of the heavy snow that a lot of folks in far northern Wisconsin picked up, their sap season has really been constricted. Stephanie Hoff has got the details for us coming up. And we'll catch up with our friend Ashley Hewn from the Stephis Group. While a lot of farmers are still waiting to get into the fields while they're waiting, they're still buying equipment. We're talking more about that coming up. Focus on your farm in 2023 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 800-762-7077 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The highly pathogenic avian influenza continues to threaten poultry across the United States. Here in Wisconsin, spring actually brings an increased risk of infection to all flocks. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Dr. Darlene Conkle joins me in studio. She's the Wisconsin State Veterinarian, and she's got details for us on how to protect our flocks from the avian flu. Dr. Conkle, can you start by explaining why spring is a critical time for this virus? Um, well, this virus came into North America last year, uh, early in 2022, and we've been really dealing with that ever since. But high periods of waterfall migration make the risk a little higher because the birds that could be carrying the virus are now uh, in southern parts of the United States and in South America. And some of those waterfowl, many of those waterfowl will be moving up through our state in the coming weeks. So there's just a higher probability that there might be more virus out there um, while there's lots of birds migrating through. So spring and fall, basically. How prevalent is the avian flu across Wisconsin? I mean, has it died down? Are, are we still seeing it in lots of counties? Right now, we haven't seen any cases in um, domestic poultry since last fall. Been some wild bird detections here and there, 
but we did have a lull over over winter where we didn't see any cases in domestic poultry. Saw it elsewhere in the United States, in some other states, popping up here and there. So we know that virus is still around at low levels. So what is that telling us then? Is it dying down or or is DATCAP, for example, expecting a hike in cases? We're expecting a hike in cases come spring because we know this virus is still out there. We know the birds in the southern U.S. and South America that there's been detections right along. So we do expect to see more. And that's why we're just encouraging people to be aware of it, not to be afraid, but to be aware of it and to practice good biosecurity even though it might be out there in the environment, to keep it out of their flocks. Are all flocks at risk? And what I mean by this is, does it matter the size or the style of how you're raising poultry? The size really doesn't matter. No matter how big the flock is or how small, those birds are still susceptible. Really, all birds are susceptible to this highly pathogenic avian influenza virus. So chickens, turkeys, waterfowl, guinea hens, um, a variety of birds. So the size really doesn't matter, but... Some uh, management practices might matter. So, for instance, if the birds are kept indoors and anybody caring for those birds follows really strict biosecurity practices, the risk would be less. And by that, I mean for a big commercial flock, they could go as far as having employees shower in and shower out and completely change clothes. For people with smaller flocks, that's probably not practical, but there are still a lot of things people can do. For instance, keeping birds indoors is ideal uh, in a barn or or garage so that they're not in contact with wild birds or their droppings out in the environment. And then also simple things like washing your hands before you contact your birds or feed or care for your birds, using dedicated clothing, um, different boots that you can disinfect before you go in to, to care for your birds. And if you're getting any new birds, keeping those separate from the flock you already have so you can observe them for any signs of illness. We've got more information on the DATCAP website as well, some tips and handouts that people can take a look at for good biosecurity practices. Is there anything else that large producers should be aware of when it comes to biosecurity this time of year? Really what large producers want to think about, one is employees to make sure everybody's trained um, and everybody knows the, the rules and the policies for that particular farm as far as whether they need to shower, change clothes, wear dedicated clothes, you know, to really follow the policies laid out by the farm. Lots of large commercial farms also will tell employees they may not be able to have their own chickens for that risk of bringing uh, a virus into the large commercial operation. So those are things that large commercial flocks may want to think about. The other thing they will want to think about is kind of protecting their borders to try to keep that line of separation between the outside world and their flock that they want to protect. So discouraging waterfowl from being on the property, cleaning up any water supplies or things like that to not attract wild waterfowl to a property is one thing to consider too. We think of it as even having a, having a barrier or a moat around your flock. And as you said, this information is on the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection's website. Mm -hmm. Are there other key resources that you encourage people to look to? I don't know if like USDA has has something or a poultry association. Mm -hmm. Those are good sources, too, and DATCAP has links to that information on our website, too. So our High Path Avian Influenza page on the web, the uh, DATCAP website is a great place to go for for all that information. We've got information from USDA, which is a great source, 
and also some handouts for for poultry owners as well. Also, people can check back periodically and just see what the situation is as spring moves along to see if we're detecting cases, to see if we have control areas set up, and so forth. Whenever there is an outbreak like this, usually the state is reminding folks to register their birds through the Wisconsin Livestock Identification Consortium, not just birds, any livestock. Can you explain, Dr. Conkle, why that's important? The Wisconsin Livestock Premises Registration System has just been a huge advantage for us over the years. Anybody with livestock, and that includes poultry, then your common species of livestock like um, cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, horses, llamas, deer, people with really just one animal of those species would need to register their premises. And we just ask for location information and contact information for who to contact. We don't ask for numbers of animals. But it really gives us a heads up on responding to any detections of disease. And it also gives us a way to contact other people with livestock or susceptible species around the surrounding area. So it's been a huge advantage for us, saves us a lot of time in our response. And it's free and it's easy to get your premises registered. And it's confidential. Yes, it is. And can you register your animals at any time? Yes, you can. Any time of the year, if you're getting chickens now for spring, or uh, if your kids are getting an animal for 4-H, anytime you can either call or email WLIC and, and get your premises registered. We have what we call a renewal period every three years for premises that are already registered. People need to re-register every three years, basically just updating their contact information and information on the kinds of species they have. So in 2022, that was a renewal year for us. So we have more of a bigger push during those renewal years, but really it's active all the time. Before I let you go, Dr. Conkle, I do want to ask you if maybe some of the like the butterfly effect of avian influenza, and maybe you get this a lot, are we still seeing an impact on poultry and egg production because of the avian flu? We'll see periodic impacts, and it just depends on how many large flocks become infected. Right now, the impact around the Midwest has been pretty minimal over the last few months and over winter. So I don't expect that there's a lot of um, impact on egg production or poultry production right now. And it'll just depend on how how the year progresses. Thoughts on when poultry and egg prices will go down? And and the reason I ask this is because you have maybe some understanding that the general public doesn't have about how long it takes for a flock to recover. For a large flock that does need to be depopulated because the birds are infected with high path AI, it does take several weeks to recover from that, to go through the steps needed to eliminate the virus from the property and to have some downtime to allow that virus to completely die off and cleaning and disinfection and so forth before those places can repopulate. And usually they need to repopulate in phases so they don't get back up to 100% right away. Um, So there's those factors involved. There's also a lot of other factors involved in production and pricing and supply and demand that come into play, too. So it's perhaps not all high-path AI that's impacting egg prices and and, uh, supplies. Dr. Darlene Conkle joining us in studio. She's the Wisconsin State Veterinarian. If you have concerns about your poultry flock, if your birds aren't acting normal or if they're showing signs of illness, it could be the highly pathogenic avian influenza. Dr. Conkle says to call your veterinarian and alert the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. The hotline for DATCAP is 800-943-0003. Again, that's 800-943-0003. 
From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkin. And for many, dumping rain gauges this morning might be another task you're up for. Remember, as always, we're looking for your rainfall reports. You can uh, use our talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Dumak, our ag meteorologist, joining us this morning. Boy, I'll tell you, I mean, obviously, I'm, I want to know what's happening here in Wisconsin, but this severe stuff is really taking a toll on people from, from one end of the coast to the other, isn't it? It really is, Pam. I mean, we're getting spring storms and real strong and severe weather that's been kind of spreading along this entire system. And, you know, it's hitting a lot closer to home this morning as well. Uh, just to the southwest of Madison, say that southwest third of Dane County and down into uh, southeastern parts of Iowa County, eastern Lafayette, all of Greene County. There's a severe thunderstorm warning till 545 this morning. And the radar indicates it's a pretty sizable little storm. It has some good activity right there in the southwest and now soon south central part of the state. That's just the tip. The rain from that area extends down into Illinois, all the way down through Missouri and into Oklahoma. Low pressure has indeed made its way up into Iowa this morning and will push further northeast today, keeping showers and even some thunderstorms around. 
The chance generally ending this morning at La Crosse and Boston, and then ending as we head toward midday at Madison and, and Beaver Dam and Fond du Lac early afternoon, but there will be some more rain. I've got a few rainfall reports. Madison officially at the airport says two-tenths. La Crosse, 16 hundredths. I see New Lisbon got a pounding, 96 hundredths of an inch, 69 hundredths of an inch at Fond du Lac. My friend John over on the Fond du Lac Sheboygan County line, about four tenths of an inch now. So there's been plenty of rain around as this low pulls away. Those showers and thunderstorms will be tapering off and will eventually end here during the day. And at the same time, then, I'm anticipating that we are going to see temperatures, unfortunately, begin to cool noticeably at La Crosse and Austin today. Falling temperatures starting out fairly mild, but dropping even back toward the very upper 30s or about 40 before the day's out. The rest of us see a little warm up first, and then we'll get cooler, certainly overnight, staying very, very windy. As I talked about yesterday, the wind, the biggest part of the system, it would seem to me, very brisk, gusting to 35 miles per hour plus yet today and tonight, diminishing only a small bit tomorrow. At least tomorrow we have some sunshine, and then it starts to moderate again. Sunshine with temperatures rising slowly as we look toward the weekend, sounding better as we head toward Easter Sunday. I'll have forecast details right after this. Keep the faith. Slowly but surely, Wisconsin's weather is improving. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage. Of course, they are getting excited about the grilling season that's coming with better weather. And right now they've got a great brat sale going on. You can take a look at their five-pound packages of beer brats. They've got their Bavaria brats, smoke brats, smoked Kaiser brats, knockwurst, Polish, everything to get you lined up for spring grilling season. And there's two coupons available right now on their website you can take advantage of. Just go to BavariaSausage.com or Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. Remember, they're located at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. And they're also reminding people, get your order in now if you're still looking for that special Easter holiday ham. Or if you want to try that alternative, a smoked or full flavor kielbasa. I know I tried it last week along with a little red cabbage and loved it. BavariaSausage.com can get you connected. All right, buddy, let's have that forecast for today. And, it I mean, we're going to have to make it through, what, Friday with this crazy stuff before it changes face again, right? Oh, yeah, it starts to sound like spring for the weekend. But our Compere Financial Ag Weather forecast is for a cloudy, windy day. Uh, rain, showers, thunderstorms ending already this morning in the west, then toward midday further south and early afternoon in the east. Of course, it stays quite windy, maybe up into the mid-50s at Madison. Could be a little warmer at Beaver Dam and Fond du Lac. Temperatures will begin to fall at La Crosse and Boston, sorry to say. And there we find our way back toward the very low 40s or an upper 30 by late today. Southwest winds for most of us 10 to 20, gusting to 35. They become west at La Crosse and Boston and yet by later today. Overnight, then, we start to clear it out, and it does cool but stays breezy. Upper 20s, the west winds 10 to 20, gusting to 35. Sunny, breezy Thursday. Even with a strong wind, we'll be back at 48, and the west winds gusting near 30 by Friday. Sunny and some low 50s, with northeast winds becoming southeast about 5. And then I'd look ahead for good news, Pam. Saturday probably in the upper 50s, and Sunday looks like most of us head to the 60s with sunshine. Wow, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. So, yeah, like I said, from from one situation to another, severe weather to holy Moses, we're going to have to open up windows and maybe think about air. 
Uh, it'll be all right. It's good for the Easter holiday for all the plans everybody has. That's a little true. nicer weather is great. Yep, I agree. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow and see what kind of rainfall tallies we've got. All right, sounds good. See you then. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with our weather update brought to you this morning courtesy of Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. And don't forget that uh, talk text line, 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Bobcat continues to fill sought-after positions at their Johnson Creek facility. Stop by the Bobcat Job Fair Wednesday, April 12, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 2 to 4 p.m. to learn about their benefits, opportunities including skilled welders, laser operators, paint line operators, and more. Bobcat offers great benefits including comprehensive medical plans for as low as $25 per month for employees or $100 per month for families. Go to bobcat.com slash now hiring to find out more. Bobcat off I-94 between Madison and Milwaukee, an equal opportunity employer. Sprucing up your office space can be pretty darn simple with Office Furniture Warehouse of Madison. We design it, we install it, and we even give you a 5% referral discount. Better yet, we take care of the old stuff for you. You deserve a new look. Impressive office furniture with warehouse pricing makes Office Furniture Warehouse America's go-to office furniture store. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We are the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. 
For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers Emsculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. Emsculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Experienced electricians, come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propelled grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. You don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. Giannis Adenikumbo uh, saying, you know, eventually, like, he's getting lucked over of the MVP. You got Drew Holiday out there saying there's voter fatigue for Giannis Adenikumbo. How come Giannis isn't getting more love for the MVP? It's the best record on the best team, and if you take Giannis off that team, there's no way they're sitting where they are right now. And his numbers you know, are amazing. Country used to believe in things and we used to have rules and, and regulations and, and we used to like hold firm to those rules and regulations my entire life it was basically like best player best team unless someone's doing something so wild and so insane or maybe like last year the phoenix suns won 60 games but they didn't really have an, an mvp like you weren't going to give it to chris paul you weren't going to give it to booker so there are exceptions of course but this year, I, I don't think, is a year where we needed to find an exception. Like, Giannis has not only carried his team to the one seed, he's done it without Chris Middleton for yeah. most of the year, and he's been unbelievable in his numbers. It's not like his team is just the one seed. His numbers are also awesome. So if Embiid wins it over Giannis, I, I, won't, I won't love it because I want Giannis to win, obviously, but I, I get it. Embiid doesn't have one yet. He's been brilliant. If Jokic wins it over Giannis, uh, I will heave myself off of the Blue Bridge and Lacrosse into the icy water below because that would be just ridiculous. I've seen you um, fighting the good fight on Twitter, Grand Bills, with a bunch of people uh, that are Jokic riders. Jokic riders. Jokic, Jokic. Yeah, see, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do a play on words. <laughs> No, I think Jokic is, is pretty good. I just, um, if, if Embiid wins it, whatever, I'll be able to sleep at night. If Jokic wins it, I'll lose my mind. And they, right, now, right now, I'm reading on ESPN, the latest MVP straw poll conducted, Giannis finishing third. Third behind yeah, Embiid the and then the Joker. It's disrespectful. The opposite sense. Zero sense at all. It's None. disrespectful. Is it voter fatigue? Is, is it voter fatigue? Probably, and I also think it's, and I'm, you know, I love analytics. I love numbers. I think it's a bunch of nerds who are just, just 
having their way with the MVP Nerds. discourse and the NBA discourse. It's really annoying. Nerds. Yeah. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show joining us right now. Not annoying at all. Wisco Sports Show. We love it four to six. Well, only for one more day. Well, what? Oh, yeah, he's going on vacation. <laughs> I guess that part is a little annoying because people want Grant Bills, but he's, you know, he's he, being selfish he, and going he on vacation. a lot of vacation, doesn't take phone calls. Selfish. Um, I, oh, I Grant's still else. here. Grant's still online. Uh, oh, sorry. Grant, you, just want, you guys, by the way, on, on the phone reads calls, the number I off took a lot. so many calls yesterday. I took <laughs> so many calls. I had callers going for like five or six minutes. I had Eric on I-90 talking about the state of uh, uh, Mexico and how it's not safe to go there because you get kidnapped or murdered. I was there. And was then awesome. I, I, had Mike, I had Mike and Eau Claire, uh, who I guess lived in San Diego for 40 years, started calling to give me advice on where and what to do in San Diego. Like, I, I, this whole notion that I don't take calls, I, I don't know where your callers get that. It's just not true. Well, Terry, wow. it's, it's just Terry. Well, Terry, the king of the north, called in at 6.15 this morning, and he just said he, someone came to his house at 5 a.m. and bought a recli- his recliner and yeah. gave him cash. I think he got robbed. And he may or may not get robbed. <laughs> he sounded he was, like, a, a, like hammered. So he lives in his own kind of weird world, Grant. So he's the one that's making the, uh, yeah. the, the march against you and not taking phone calls. I think he's just mad he doesn't have a recliner and he ran out of booze. So... It sounds like he got robbed. I don't know all the details, but it does sound like someone came to his house and stole furniture from him in, in the dead of night. And then he asked like, Rowdy, Rowdy, what was it he wanted the odds? Of, uh, if the Brewers, the Brewers could score 10 runs tonight against Max Scherzer and then uh, basically said that the Cubs were going to cut Cody Bellinger. And in he, July. And he'd, he'd get Rowdy would give him plus 1,000 on the Brewers scoring 10 runs today, and he said that's not enough. Yeah. But, Grant, when it comes to the Brewers, how you feeling about these yeah. young guns, baby? Oh, my God. What a what a three-in-one team so far. It's just been so fun. Yesterday was so fun because we want to see these young guys perform, right? Like, I don't think any Brewers fan was, like, excited and had their hearts set on watching Tyler Naquin have a career year. Or, you know, we I think we all like Brian Anderson because of the memes and because he has the same name as Brian Anderson, but... I think Brewers fans want to see Joey Weaver make plays and Bryce Terang, and like that's why we're excited about the season so far, right? So to see that kind of come to fruition yesterday was really cool. And I'm looking forward to Wade Miley on bump oh. while the Brewers Ooh. ace today, taking on Max Scherzer, uh, basically the ace of Major League Baseball. So you don't really find better starting pitching matchups than you're going to find today. Ham is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, I'm sure I sound like a broken record, but we're always looking for your rainfall reports. Remember that. The talk text line is how you send those to us. 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. You can call it or you can text it. Either way, I'll get the messages this morning. Coming up, this weather is definitely going to be impacting our Wisconsin maple syrup season. Stephanie Hoff has got some details on what really how different this year has been depending on where you live in Wisconsin. Far northern Wisconsin, barely able to get started because of heavy snowfall. Southern Wisconsin, well, let's just say that that season's pretty well done when we've got temperatures that are going to be moving into the 60s as soon as today, 70s by next week. Today is the fifth day of April. Let's see, on this day back in 1974, Robin Yount became a Brewers regular. 
He was the regular shortstop at 18 years of age. He proved to be a really super advantage to the team. And in 1992, he was the seventh player in history and third youngest ever to reach 3,000 hits. And Robin Young is still around the Brewer Park a lot of times as a visitor and obviously somebody that people recognize. He moved to that regular shortstop spot on this day back in 1974. On this day in 1951, Ethel and Julius Rosenberg were sentenced to death. They were accused of passing information about nuclear weapons onto the Soviet Union. It later emerged that Ethel was not involved in her husband's activities, but they were both executed in 1953. Winston Churchill resigned as prime minister on this day back in 1955. On this day in 1998, the world's largest suspension bridge opened to traffic. More than 6,500 feet in length, it is in Japan and opened on this day, 1998. What else do I have? S- keep with the baseball theme a little bit. On this day in 1934, baseball superstar Babe Ruth agrees to do three 15-minute broadcasts a week over on NBC for a fee of $39,000 for 13 weeks. And you know what? That was $4,000 more than the New York Yankees were playing, paying for his contract, which was where he was played at the time. So there you go, a little baseball something-something on this the fifth day of April. It's a Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And, of course, that means a conversation with my man, Ashley Hewn, who is busy, busy, busy. You know, I was kind of laughing earlier this week. We got our first crop progress report for the season. There wasn't much progress here in Wisconsin. The wheels aren't really rolling just yet. But, uh, boy, it sounds like you're getting a whole lot of late in the winter, early spring action with the auction business, huh? Yeah, truly. You know, we start typically winding down in April, but with this winter that just keeps holding on and and the late spring that we're having so far, there's still a lot of buying opportunities. So a lot of that equipment, you know, the farmers were saying, hey, we can't get it out of the shed. Give us some more time. And so next week on the 12th uh, is our month one of our bi-monthly sales that will be happening. But it's going to be absolutely huge. So you're going to want to take a look at that. I think there's going to be between four and five rings on that sale. Man, oh, man. And like you said, that that really brings a diversity of what people might be looking for. Is it still primarily looking at farm-related equipment, Ashley? Yeah, it really is. There's always some construction pieces, skid loaders, excavators, that kind of thing. But we're talking uh, scattered across the upper Midwest. The farmer's phone number is on there. So you can give them a call. You can go look at the equipment before you buy it. And so everything is on display, full disclosure. Hey, last week I was with Jared at the WPS Farm Show, and a a guest, a visitor at the show came up and was asking about about getting involved with those consignment sales. How complicated is that? I think people are still a little confused. Wait a minute, I got a piece in Wisconsin, but it's going to be on that consignment. Uh, Explain for them how they're welcome to be involved in those consignment auctions, even if they don't make it in by the 12th. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's usually items on four or five different states on those auctions. So it, it really starts with a phone call. One of the reps will come out and visit you. We'll look at the piece of equipment. You know, we have our price app. We'll give you an idea where it's going to fall and land as far as selling. We take the pictures um, and, and take it from there, sort of say. The only thing we ask is when people call 
and want to know about your piece of equipment that you tell them everything you know about it, the good and the bad. Yeah, right, exactly. Full disclosure, as we'd say. The other thing that that gentleman that was talking to Jared was wondering about, and I hadn't thought about it, is how Stephus gets paid. And Jared was really good at explaining that it's always with the priority on the seller and making sure that you guys are fair. You've got kind of a sliding deal on that, huh? Yeah, truly. I mean, you know, we're we're commission-based. We're sellers, auctioneers. We represent the seller. You know, we don't represent, <clears throat> excuse me, buyers in any of these transactions. And so everything is on the seller's convenience. And, you know, again, uh, we get paid by the sellers and the buyers, uh, if they buy online, they have to pay the, the Internet fee that's on there, which isn't very big. But but still, they get to go look at the piece. They get to talk to the owner, all them things. You know, if there's service records on the equipment or, or some important history, we'll put that right online so everybody can see it. Yeah, I thought there were a couple good questions that Jared got during the WPS Farm Show. And like we said, uh, if people are still interested, want to follow along on some of the action, that consignment uh, details They'll all be online, correct? So we can kind of uh, nuzzle in through some of the listings and see which items we want to single out. Yeah, absolutely. And and if at any point there's something you're specifically looking for, it's your first time trying to buy something, just pick up the phone. Someone from Stephus is going to help you out. Talk to the representative. Our phone numbers are on there all the time. And, you know, we're, we're moving to this uh, Stephus trade section as it's a platform for farmers to be able to do their own trading and ultimately save money on their equipment purchases. Wow, that's exciting. Is that coming up pretty quick? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what we get more and more people involved every day. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. But remember, steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com, or call them, 800 726 8609. That's 800 726 8609. Spring bargain hunting continues with the Steffes Group. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Well, yesterday in Chicago, we saw barrel cheese drop three quarters of a cent down to 179 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese was up a penny and a half at 181 and a half. Double A butter down two and a quarter cents. Closed yesterday, 232 and three quarters per pound. Now, this morning in Chicago, May milk is up six at 1822. June milk's up three at 1839. December corn right now down another penny, 559. November beans are down six, 1314. And July wheat, Currently down 12 cents, stands at 6.92 a bushel. Today is day number two of CheeseCon, hosted by the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. It's basically everybody from the dairy processing industry coming together at the Alliant Energy Center. The fun party is tonight. They're going to have their annual CheeseCon auction where uh, everybody in the room gets a chance to bid on this year's championship cheese winners. The gold medal cheeses from the 2023 United States Championship Cheese Contest are going to be auctioned off, and that should make for a lot of fun. And all the money obviously goes back to support dairy processing scholarships and educational programs through the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. That's up 
today. Our own uh, Stephanie Hoff, uh, Carrie Mess, Charity Seebecker, they're going to be making their way over to CheeseCon 2023. You know, it's that time of the year, getting ready to do the spring chores that we all know are coming, from spring tillage right on through to picking rock. And now new technology might be helping one of those back-breaking tasks. AEM handed out a total of three Davidson Prizes to companies making significant innovations in agriculture. Trevor Thompson, president of TerraClear, says their innovation involves picking rock, a very old problem in agriculture without a good solution. That combination of things is really where we started, and it started with being in the field, dealing with rocks in a way that was quite old school, which was picking them up by hand and kind of looking around. So much in agriculture and industry is been automated and this thing's been left behind. And it's a problem that affects far more farmers than I think people understand. And so that combined with the technologies emerging today, I think happen to fit quite nicely with the solution that we can provide. And that's really where it all started. Their automated rock picker attaches to farm equipment, picks the rocks up and dumps them into a bucket. Most people who've ever picked a rock up really understand it kind of deeply physically. And so the ability to combine a lot of the exciting technology we're doing with computer vision and the mapping and these other potentials with a really practical problem, I think, is part of that. The ability to just grab the rock gives you a much wider window when you can solve the problem. And so that versatility element is one thing that I think farmers get really excited about. Rock pickers have been around for a long time, but often they're very disruptive to the soil or they only work on a clean field. And so when you say, hey, well, you can really pick in any condition, that's really enticing for a lot of farmers. Tara Clear's rock map captures high-resolution images of farm fields and maps out the location and size of each rock in the field. The data capture that we provide on rock maps is from a drone. So you put an order in, we come to the field, we fly the field and can give you a really detailed location and size of every rock in the field that's going to be a problem and then provide a prescription to go directly to all those rocks and give you kind of a time estimate of how long it's going to take. Thompson says it's an honor to win a Davidson Prize. I think the ones that come from people who understand agriculture deeply are the ones that are the most meaningful to us. And so I think in this case, it's not only ag, it's ag equipment and somebody that understands all that goes into starting with a problem, having no idea what the answer is, and iterating our way through a lot of engagement with farmers to a solution that we think is really cool. It's just a testament to the approach and sort of gives us the confidence to stay with that approach to go, all right, problem, and then let's iterate our way to really solving it in a creative way. And For more information on the Davidson Prize winners, go to AEM.org. Chad Smith reporting. Thanks, Chad. But you know what? Even with that technology, rock picking doesn't sound very attractive to me at all. Did plenty enough of that as a kid. All right, coming up next, we are talking about more physical labor that's happening in Wisconsin sugar bushes. Are we almost done with this year's tree tapping for Wisconsin maple syrup? Stephanie Hoff joins us next with an update on where we stand as of this first week of April. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Can you predict the future? I can't. That's why when I'm planting soybeans, I treat with Heads Up Seed Treatment. With more than 15 years of research, Heads Up offers proven protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome. So no matter what the year throws at you, you've already taken that first step to be prepared. Don't let your beans suffer from disease when they're just starting to look their best. Tell your seed dealer you need Heads Up Seed Treatment. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. This is Matt Gunderson. 
And this is Elmer, our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Get it, slip it, cuff it, check it. Talk to Dr. Now and share it. I get it, slip it, cuff it, check it twice a day. I get it, slip it, cuff it, check it in the morning and before dinner. I get it, slip it, cuff it, check it, and share it with my doctor. Nearly one in two U.S. adults have high blood pressure. That's why it's important to self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy-to-remember steps. It starts with a monitor. Now that I know my blood pressure numbers, I talked with my doctor. We're getting those numbers down. Get it, slip it, cuff it, check it. Talk to doctor now and share it. Be next to talk to your doctor about your blood pressure numbers. Get down with your blood pressure. Self-monitoring is power. Learn more at manageyourbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association in partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration. Here, money grows in rows. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Some maple syrup producers in Wisconsin have wrapped up their sap collecting season, but others are full steam ahead this week. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. And northwest of us, off of Highway 29 in Kadat, Wisconsin, Pete Roth of Roth Sugarbush plans on collecting through mid-April. Roth Sugarbush has been making syrup since the 1950s. They boil from about 19,000 taps, selling syrup across the United States, and they supply equipment to other producers. He tells me about how production is varying by region. We're right in the middle of it. You know, the weather looks good for at least another week, and that some areas are are shutting down, you know, southern parts of the state and that, but right where we are, we still got quite a bit of snow in the woods, and if you go north of us, there's even more snow. This spring, we've kind of had a whirlwind of either get a foot of snow or you're getting a day in the 50-degree mark. Has that been an issue at all? Like, how has the season been so far weather-wise? Well, it's been okay. It's been on the colder side for us. You know, if it's going to be not normal weather, I'd rather have it colder than warmer. You can survive the cold, but if you're warm consistently, the trees will bud, snow will go away, and it'll come to an end. We're just really getting started to our normal season, and we usually go to the 20th of April. But I've made syrup into the 1st of May, and I've been done in February, too. So, you know, 20th of April is the average ending date for us. And so far, how has quantity looked coming out of the woods? Good, good. The surfaces look good. Everything, you know, is up to par. Some areas where they're shutting down, you know, it's starting to get darker, stronger surf. But here, we're good. We got, you know, good amber surf, and we're still doing real good. Do you feel different than you did last year or the year before? How do you think this year compares? Well, we're a hair bit behind, but that's normal. Anything to do with agriculture, you don't have much control over the weather, so you just take what comes and add it. The new guys are the guys that get nervous or the younger guys that got a lot of money invested in that. They tend to get a little more nervous about it, but once you've been doing it forever, you just kind of go with the flow. And how's the quality been that you've seen good. in the sap? And, and what determines whether quality is good or bad? Well, it depends if you keep your equipment clean, how warm it is. Compare sap to, like, milk. 
So if you don't take care of your milk, it turns bad. Same thing with sap. If you don't keep your equipment clean and, you know, take care of the sap when it comes and, you know, do your job, you can have bad sap. But most people are really good at it now. Pete, what are you hearing from your counterparts in different regions of the state? How are you, How is your operation comparing to theirs in terms of production? Well, northern Wisconsin is in deep snow. They are just barely getting started. You get southwestern uh, Wisconsin, they're having a good year. You know, Durand, Arkansas, you know, you get down towards La Crosse. They've all had real good years. You know, you get over in uh, Fox River Valley, they've had a decent year, but it's kind of spotty. You can go 40, 50 miles in a different direction, and guys are having an average to poor year. So it's real spotty, depending on what weather pattern you got. Do you hear anything from other states? It's about, about the same as here. Everybody's got the same program going on where it's spotty. Um, some guys doing real well, some doing poor. You know, we've got customers in Illinois, which had a poor year, customers in Iowa. Had the best year ever, you know. Same thing out east. You got guys uh, in northern Vermont are a little behind. Uh, southern Vermont, they've done better. You know, you, you get a whole gamut. It's just really spotty this year. It's nothing consistent. How do you feel about syrup pricing? Either the price that you're getting as a producer, and then also the prices that consumers will have to pay at the store. Do you have any insight into what we can expect there? Two years ago, it was. Uh, shorter year, and there was no syrup to be found. So sir, all the syrup got used up. Last year was a really good year. There's a ton of syrup out there. Guys carried syrup over to this year. Everybody was nervous. What are we going to do with the syrup? Is it going to go away? What's going to happen? And that, well, if we get a shorter year this year, that surplus will be used up. In the maple world, there's no price support system. It's kind of a supply and demand, so you'll see big fluctuations in pricing of syrup. But what it looks like today, it can change in a week. Um, pricing should be stable, you know, compared to last year. And it might be down a hair bit because of the carryover, but you never know until it's over. We don't set any prices to May 1st because then you know what the complete crop is, and then you can start buying syrup and putting it on the market. So we're still in the middle of the decision on pricing, but it looks like it's going to be a little shorter year, so that'll use up the surplus from last year. Pete Roth along with us from Roth Sugarbush in Kadat, Wisconsin, offering some insight into production.